Welcome to this podcast by The Rocks Church. We hope you find it challenging and inspiring. For more information, visit therocks.church. Hey, welcome to The Rocks, everybody. My name is Daniel, and I'm part of the team here at The Rocks, and we are at our last movie in our series, At The Movies, and I can't wait to bring it to you. So uh, I hope you are ready and, and willing and, and, and wanting to listen to what uh, God has to say to us through this movie called Puss and Boots. But before we talk about the movie, I want to address uh, a question that you might be asking, especially if you are new at The Rocks. Maybe you're wondering, why do we have to learn from the movies? Why can't we just learn from the Bible? All right, uh, that's a fair question, and the reason is, uh, the, the, the answer to that question is we don't have to learn from the movies, but we can because we believe in this church that God is always speaking. All right, let me see here. There we go. God is always speaking to us. In theology, we have this belief that God always communicates to us, that always gi- God always gives His revelation, and there are two kinds of revelation. In theology, one is what we call special revelation. That's where God especially reveals about Himself to us in a special way. Jesus Christ, for example, is God's special revelation to us. We believe the Bible is also God's special revelation to us. And that's how God reveals Himself to us. But that's not the only way, you see. God also reveals Himself to us through various other means. We call it general revelation. For example, God speaks through nature. God is always speaking. The Apostle Paul in his letter to the Romans said, See, men are not with excuse. We are without excuse because God is always speaking to us. Listen to what the psalmist says about this. Uh, The heavens declare, let me see this. The heavens declare the glory of God. Look at that. The heavens are talking, right? The skies proclaim the work of His hand day after day. They speak forth speech night after night. They reveal knowledge. What that means is God is always speaking. The other night, I was uh, looking at the stars in the sky. It was a dark night, and I saw so many stars. And right there, God reminded me again and again about how small I am, about how majestic He is. And then I remember the words from the psalm, Who are people that you are mindful of them? Like we are nothing. We're just a speck, little smaller than a speck in this universe. And yet, God, our Heavenly Father, cares so much about us. You see, God is always speaking to us. When you read another book in the Bible called the book of Job, Job uh, was going through some struggle. And his friend, one of his friends called Elihu, said this to Job, For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. I want you to know this morning, church, that God is always speaking. He's actually speaking to you right now. God speaks all the time. He speaks through your wife, through your husband, through people around you. God can speak through movies, through arts, through literature, right? God speaks all the time. If only you are willing to stop and listen to what God is trying to say to you. Husbands, let me tell you, based on experience, right? Listen to your wife, yeah, they're, they're always right. That's a saying. They're always right. No, seriously, often God speaks through our partners, 
God often speaks to our friends through uh, circumstances that happen in our lives. If only we are willing to stop and listen, you will find out that God is always speaking to us. Anyway, enough about the introduction. I hope you understand why we do this at church because we believe that God speaks to us all the time. And if we are willing, if we are ready, we can learn from any means, all right? But of course, if you can use the scripture, God's special revelation, as a filter through which you analyze how God speaks to you, then it's even better, all right? So back to the movies, Puss in Boots. The story is actually very simple. It's about this main character, this hero cat called Puss, who is fun-loving, very courageous, very brave, uh, and loved by people. The only problem is at the beginning of the movie, as you have seen from the trailer, Puss actually died, Puss died. But there's no problem, right? Because cats have nine lives. Actually, I want to ask, I come from a culture where we don't have that saying, that cats have nine lives. I learned that when I moved to Australia, that cats have nine lives. Do you have that saying in your, in your culture? For those of you who are not born here, do you know that expression, that cats have nine lives? You do. All right. Some of you do, some of you don't. But anyway, there's a saying that cats have nine lives. I don't know why. Maybe because they seem agile, you know. Every time they fall down, they always land on their feet, as they say. But the, the myth is cats have nine lives. So Puss says, no worries. But he realized that he's been through eight deaths. And so this <laughs> one life that he's living right now is actually his last life. And that makes a difference in Puss's life and how he approached life. So I'm going to show you a clip on his immediate encounter with the wolf, the big bad wolf representing death, as he realized that he only has one life to live. Well, if it isn't Puss in Boots himself. <laughs> in the flesh. Uh, hey. There's a famous hat. The feather, and of course, the boots. My compliments to your cobbler. <clears throat> Thanks. Uh, good to meet you, too. Hey, I never do this, but can I get your autograph? Been following you for a long time. Sign right there. Pussy boots laps in the face of death. Bounty hunter. So I've heard. You will find your reward does not come easily. This I tell you. Everyone thinks you'll be the one to defeat me. But no one's escaped me yet. Uh, Alright, let's get it over with. Fear me if you dare. Okay, no more messing around. Huh. Huh. Slow, huh. sloppy, yes.
I just love the smell of fear. What's the matter? Lives flashing before your eyes? Pick it up. Pick it up. It's a really, really cool movie if you haven't seen it. I was surprised by how good it was. It was recommended by the team here at church when we were preparing for this series. And it surprised a lot of people, actually, at the box office as well. People didn't think it was going to do any, any, anything good. But, you know, considering all the other big budgeted movies that the, uh, it was up against, it was actually doing really, really well at the movies, at, uh, at the, the cinemas. And the critics and the people alike, they love this movie, so I encourage you to watch it. So, that is the main line of the story, Puss in Boots. And life suddenly looks very different to Puss once he realized that he only has one life to live. And that's the bottom line of the, the whole movie, and that's the bottom line of today's message, actually. It's very simple. You only have one life to live. Don't waste it. You're not a cat. You don't have nine lives. You only have one life. Listen to the words of the, the brother of Jesus, James, who wrote this. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? You don't know. That's the assumption. Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, and then it's gone. I wish I had believed people when they told me when I was 15 years old that life just flashes before you just like that. I wish I had believed people when they told me at, at 30 that life goes very quickly. But you see, I don't believe them. And if I tell you now that life goes very quickly, I don't think you believe me as well. Even though you're maybe 50 years old right now, you think you have, what, seven, uh, 20, 30 more years at least to live? The thing is, we don't know. We don't know. My dad died the day after Father's Day. He was at my house eating dinner on Father's Day. And the next morning, he was gone. Maybe you think, yeah, but your dad was older. He was already 80 years old. Of course, you know, his time was up about any time. But let me tell you, when I was 17 years old, my classmate, his name is Jeffrey Green, was with me on Friday at school, right? We were in the same class together, English class together. And then the next um, day I came back to school on Monday, it was announced through the PA system that he was gone. You never know when your life will end. You don't know. So don't waste it. Make the most of your life right now. If you have a song to compose, compose it now. If you have a book to write, write it now. You know, you need to spend more time with your family. You know you always need to do that. Spend time with them now before you regret it, right? You always want to be generous, but you're waiting like, okay, maybe next time when my life is more settled, then I can be more generous. Well, if you've always had this idea of wanting to be generous, give your money now. You don't know when your life 
will end, all right? And the thing is, with this one life that we have, you know, we need to be careful not only how to live it, but we need to know that life in this world is a gift from God. And this life, even though this is a sinful world that we live in, we understand that. That life is full of heartaches and pains and suffering and all that. But this one short life that we live is actually still a gift from God. And this is what Jesus said that He came to do. In John verse 10, verse 10, He said, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but... The Son of God, Jesus, my purpose, he said, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So the quality of your life is not determined by how many lives you have. You don't have nine lives, you only have one. The quality of your life is not determined by how long you live. Jesus only lived 33 and a half years or thereabouts. And he lived it in such a way that was purposeful. He lived it in such a way that, was, uh, that he became a blessing to so many people including us right now, right? So it's not the length of your life that matters. It is the quality of your life. It's how you live your life. And Jesus is telling you right now, for those of you who have never heard this verse before, that He meant for your life to be lived in a rich and satisfying way. The question is, how do we do that? How can you prepare yourself or how can you live your life in a way that can be satisfying, that can be rich, not just talking about financially, right? We're talking about a, a, a deep, meaningful, purposeful, purposeful life. So this morning with the time that I have left, I want to propose to you three different ways how your life can be rich and satisfying. And actually, as I thought about these three points, right, I was preparing for this message, and I thought, God, these three points are so ordinary. You know, I want to reveal something deep. I want to reveal something, you know, uh, that people never thought about. But I learned, right, this is, I think, God, what God is saying to me as I was preparing for this message. A lot of times in life, you don't need to learn new things. Yes, sometimes there are new things to learn. But most of the time, we need to learn or relearn the lesson that we already know. A lot of us, we know what to do. A lot of us, we know what to say. We just don't do it. We just don't say it. So sometimes, maybe the biggest thing that you can learn in life is to relearn what you already know. So with that in mind, here are the three things that we need to do to, in order to have a rich and satisfying life based on this movie, Puss and Boots. Number one, to live a rich and satisfying life, you need to run your own race. You need to run your own race. Anyways, Puss realized that there was actually a map that will lead to the magical wishing star. And he knew if he could get to this wishing star, he could wish for his nine lives to be returned back to him, and that way he can live this amazing life that he's always lived, you see. So that thought, he thought that was the way to live a rich and meaningful life. And so he went on this journey to to get to this wishing star. But he was not alone in the journey. He was accompanied by these two amazing characters called Kitty Softpaws, who used to be his fiance, so she was his ex-fiance, and also Perito, who is actually a dog pretending to be a cat. All right? You're going to love the movie. And, and, uh, and so he got to this map, right? And they arrived at this dark forest, and they realized that this map was also magical. It's actually an interactive map. Depending on who touches the map, the map will reveal a different path to the wishing star. So I want you to watch this clip as the map shows different paths to the different people who touch the map. 
Me hold it for even one minute? Nope. Not even for one second. Come on, Kitty. You've got to trust me. Wait, wait, wait what's, what's going on with his eyes? Oh, they're getting bigger. Oh, Kitty. You gotta trust him. Look at those eyes. Really? You call that cute? <gasps> oh, look at her. Those eyes are even bigger than yours. Do whatever she wants, puss. Wait a second. So goofy! No! With the paws? Come on! <gasps> With the hat? It's all so cute! Cute Can we look at the map now? Follow this enchanted chart. It knows your path and knows your heart. Is that us? of incineration over Undertaker Reach through the Cave of Lost Souls? Really? Let me take a look. What? Swamp of infinite sorrows? Mountains of misery? The abyss of eternal loneliness? There's something wrong with this map. I guess there is a different, terrible path for everyone. It's almost like the forest doesn't want anyone to make a wish. Well, I don't even have a wish. But can I try it? <laughs> Ooh, mine says, oh, we skid through the pocket full of posies. What? Uh, then drip down the river of relaxation. That sounds fun. No fair. Why does he get the good one? Wander the fields of quick and easy solutions and arrive at the star. Oh, wow. That sounds wonderful. Oh, but no. This is your quest. I don't want to impose. You hold the map. Really? But don't you cross me. Or your name will be Cerro Muerto. Okie dokie. <laughs> oh, so funny. So that's the point, right? To live a rich and satisfying life, you need to run your own race. See, when Puss touches the map, the journey was difficult for him. When Kitty touches the map, the journey was even more difficult. But when Pareto touches the map, the journey seems to be easy. So you have your own race to run. You have your own journey to run. You have your own life to live. Listen to the words of the author of Hebrews who says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders, everything that hinders, the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Listen, the race marked out for us. I don't know if you know, but God has a race marked out especially for you. His race for you is different than His race for me. So don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't compare your life with others. That's the quickest way for you to live your life with misery. You will never win when you compare your life with others. If you, if you miss our message a few, few years ago called The Comparison Trap, I want you to to watch that message series because it's going to tell you that whether you compare yourself 
have to be proud or compare yourself to, you know, uh, it's, there's never win in comparison, all right? You can never win when you compare yourself with others. Run your own race. The problem with this today is we live in such a, a connected world that it's easy for us to compare our lives with other people, right? You know, uh, in another fairy tale, Snow White, the evil queen asks the magical mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall, uh, mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the prettiest of them all? And we ask the same question now, but we ask a different question, right? Mirror, mirror on Facebook, tell me how I should look. I read that on the internet. Mirror, mirror on Instagram, tell me who I really am. We compare ourselves with others and we are never satisfied. The, th the truth about this, um, this, this the, the point I'm trying to make is this. Um, it is actually not as simple as it seems, all right? It's not as simple as it seems. When you look at your life, it's not easy to not compare yourself with other people. I got together with a few pastors um, often, and we always like to compare, even ourselves, pastors, you know, like, oh, how many people come to your church, this and that. And I'm telling you, it's, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. So make sure you run the race that God has set out for you. That is the number one way for you to reach, uh, to live a rich and satisfying life. If you keep comparing yourself to others, you will never, ever have a rich and satisfying life. Life. So that's the first thing. Number two, to live a rich and satisfying life, you need to have the right perspective. It's not just important for you to run your own race. That's the beginning point, all right? But even if you run your own race, but you don't run it with the right perspective, you will be in trouble. See, the truth is, when Perito touched that map, the map looks easy for to Puss and to Kitty, right? But actually, Perito has his own struggle. So you see, when when uh, they walk this map, the Perito's map, they come across this series of roses. And it looks friendly, but the roses actually attack them, attack Puss and Kitty. And Kitty and Puss fight the roses in order to get through. But what happened with Perito, his path was different. The roses didn't fight Perito. You know why? Because his approach to life is very different than the approach of Puss and Kitty. Puss and Kitty fight everything. But Perito actually stopped and smelled the roses. And when he stopped and smelled the roses, the roses opened their way and make a path for Perito to walk through. See, it's not the journey. Sometimes it is the approach to the journey that counts. You see, when, Perito, when, when Kitty and, and Puss saw that Perito's life is so easy, they didn't realize that Perito actually had the toughest life of them all. Uh, his story is a story of abandonment and rejection, and his, his life was probably tougher than any of the two, uh, them, the two of them combined. And so Perito told the story of how he got to be where he was, and I want to show you one last clip of how it is Perito's approach to life that makes his life seem easy to Puss and Kitty. Let's watch this. Oh, his path is so corny. Gracias. And cheesy. And lame. And weird, like him. Yeah. Why are you so ridiculous, dog? What's your story? My story? Oh, it's actually a very funny story. <laughs> 
Back when I was a pup, me and my litter mates lived with a family. A family full of pranksters who liked to play hide and seek, and I was always it. Take on the little guy, am I right? They tried putting me in a packing crate, a dumpster. No matter how hard they try, I always find them. So one day, they get creative, and they put me in a sock with a rock in it, <laughs> and then throw me in a river. <laughs> I gnawed a hole in the sock, and I swam to the surface. <laughs> Never found them or my litter mate, so I guess I'm still it. <laughs> that is the saddest, funny story I've ever heard. <laughs> well, joke's on them. That sock they put me in, I grew into it. So, I got a great story and a free sweater out of it. Win-win! Dude, you didn't win. You, of all people, should have a wish. I already have a comfy sweater and two best friends. I got everything I could wish for. No magic required. That's one of my, one of my favorite lines in the movie. I already have a comfy sweater and two best friends. I already have my wish. I don't need anything else. You see, to, to live a rich and satisfying life, you need to have the right perspective. I saw this again on the internet the other day. If you focus on the hurt, you will continue to suffer. If you focus on the lesson, you will continue to grow. Life is all about perspective. Life is all about how you see it. You see, the journey of Puss and Kitty was tough because they fought the roses. But Perito stopped and smelled the roses. So it's not that other people's journey is easy. It's how they approach it that makes it look easy. If you work hard, no wonder they're successful. It looks easy to you, but they work hard. You look at someone who is always happy, you wonder like, why are you always happy? Maybe your life is easy. Actually, maybe their life is tough, maybe tougher than yours. But it's the approach to life that makes them happy. Listen to these words from Paul in the letter to the Philippians. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I told you already at the beginning of this message that if this, these are stuff that you've heard before, right? Nothing new, but it's important for us to be reminded again and again that it is the perspective in life that will determine the quality of our lives. Um, some of you have seen this image before right? It is all about how you see things. So much of our happiness depends on how we choose to look at the world. The same, you know, uh, journey on the same bus can look different to these two people depending on how you see it. You see, to live a rich and satisfying life, you need to have the right priority. Us, uh, you need to have the right perspective. And then finally, number three, to live a rich and satisfying life, you must know your values and priorities. You must know your values and priorities. You see, we only have one life to live. Bush, when he thought he had nine lives to live, he wasted it. He wasted his life thinking like, ah, I got more chances at life. But when you have only one life to live, when you don't get to have a second go at life, you better know what you really value. You better know what you really prioritize in this world. You don't want to come to the end of your life and regret not doing things that you always wanted to do, not living it with a purpose that you know God has for you. Mike quoted Ephesians 2 verse 10, 
God has decided from a long time ago to prepare for you a good work for you to do. You're not here to just take up space. It's important for you to know your values, your priorities. You see, at the end of the movies, without giving it away, every character in the movie finally realized that they don't need a wishing star. See, that's what's so wonderful about this movie. They realize that what they need is already right in front of them. There's another character called Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Goldilocks had always been looking for, for a family because she was an orphan. But she realized as she approached the wishing star that she already has a great family in the Three Bears. Kitty realized all she needed was someone that she could trust in Puss. And Puss realized that Kitty was all that he needed. And Perito has always known that he doesn't need any more magical wish. He already got what he wished for, right? So it is important for you to realize that God has a purpose for you to live in this world. You got to know what that purpose is. Listen to the advice from Jesus. Seek first God and His kingdom. And then everything else will be added to you. Everything will make sense when you put God as the number one priority in your life. Without God as an anchor, everything will be all jumbled up. Things will not make sense. Even suffering will not make sense in this world. Even what you have will not make sense in this world unless you know that God is at the center of it all and that God has a wonderful purpose in your life. So as I said before, whatever God has gifted you with, right? Time. We all have the same gift of time in this world. Use it wisely. Like I said, spend it with your family. Spend it doing the purposes of God in this world. You know, don't waste your talent. Don't waste your money. Don't waste everything that God has empowered you with to live a rich and meaningful life in this world. And when you live it that way, I'm telling you, everything else will be added to you. Listen to the final encouragement from Mark. What good would it do for you? If you gain the whole world and then lose your very self, right? Or in this version, it says, what good would it do to get everything you want and then you lose you in the process? The real you, what could you ever trade your soul for? You see, Puss thought nine lives is what, what's going to give his life meaning. But he realized at the end that that's not what's going to give his life meaning. It's knowing his purpose in life. That's what's going to give his life meaning. So that's it for me. Imagine if we all realize our purpose in this world. Man, our world will be such a better place. Our church will be such a better church. Our community will be better if we all live the purposes of God in our world. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more great resources and to keep yourself up to date, head to our website. Visit therocks.church.com.